Good morning. morning. To begin uh, this morning, I'd like you uh, to ask you to take a moment to contemplate something. What thoughts immediately come to your mind when you begin to think of Christmas? When Christmas time starts to roll around each year and retailers begin to put items on display, Christmas music starts playing over the radio and the stores, and people start asking you innocent questions like, so, you ready for Christmas? (laughs) What thoughts immediately come to your mind? Now, the answer to that question may be different for each one of us. For some, you get excited. Christmas is your favorite time of the year, and you can't wait for it to get here. And then for others, um, it brings on painful memories of lost loved ones or other difficult circumstances, and you maybe dread this time of year. Now, wherever we are on that spectrum, there are some common stressors that plague all of us as Christmas time approaches, right? We wonder about a lot of different things. We wonder about who we'll celebrate with, or we wonder about whether or not we're gonna be alone. And if we're getting together, if we are getting together with other people, we wonder about whether or not everyone's gonna get along, or how far we might have to travel, how much. We wonder about which gifts we're gonna buy and for whom. And we spend an awful lot of time wondering how much money those gifts are gonna cost. We also wonder about things like what our decorations will come out like. And if we're the ones in charge of meal planning, we wonder if we'll have enough food or if our food will come out tasting just right. And the list goes on. And now I'm not saying that some of these common stressors are wrong for us to consider. There is a place for plans and preparations and lists. But what I am saying is that for the most part, we sure do a lot of worrying when it comes to Christmas. Now, while you continue to think about what thoughts come to your mind as Christmas time approaches, I'll share with you what happens to me. And I'll do that by telling you a little bit about my husband and my childhood Christmases. So I'm an only child, and at Christmas time, it was just my mom and I, and she did all of the cooking. So for me, there was no wondering about what we'd eat. The choices were, do you want a traditional Christmas meal or would you like lasagna and garlic bread this year? My mom also brought most of the gifts and wrapped them. We would decorate a small tree together and it was super fun and low maintenance. Now my husband, he's the oldest of three and he spent his childhood Christmases with his mom, dad and two sisters And then on every Christmas Eve, they'd get together with their extended family and have a huge family gathering. And when it came to food, well, everyone chipped in and brought really well-prepared and very yummy dishes, kind of like today. And no matter which house they would meet at, the house was decorated with lights on the outside and um, on the inside was a large Christmas tree where everyone would place gifts that they brought for the kids to open at the event. For both of us, for the most part, Christmas was a breeze. No worries. Now, 
now, <laughs> well, I'm a planner, and I do what I would like to call diligent and wise planning. <laughs> and here are some of the ways that my diligent and wise planning has panned out for us so far this year. Beginning on Christmas of last year, I began gathering Christmas items that I put in a storage tote, to which I add to uh, throughout the year, as sales permit. In early September, I began designing our Christmas cards online. I had them completed and shipped to us in early October. And finally, I had our cards signed, stuffed, and mailed right on Thanksgiving week. There's my confession. <laughs> As Christmas time approaches, I begin with a list of Christmas worries. That's all perfectly normal, right? <laughs> well, it's hard for us to be filled with the true wonder of Christmas when our wondering is filled with worries. So I'll ask again, what thoughts immediately come to your mind when you begin to think of Christmas? What I don't want to continue to do, and what we should all try to avoid, as Christmas time comes around, and any time really, uh, is to begin the season with worry. So how do we do this? Well, instead of wondering what Christmas time will look like for us, we shift the focus off of ourselves and focus instead on the true wonder of Christmas. Okay then, what is the wonder of Christmas? Well, Christmas is not about what, but about whom. Jesus is the wonder of Christmas. He's who we just sang about. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. The wonder of Christmas is that God sent Jesus Christ to save us from our sins. Now, in order for me to explain this, we need to go to the beginning. So let me take us there. God is the creator of all things. Every breath, every heartbeat, and every function of every organ in our bodies is a gift from him. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he created man in his own image. Male and female, he created them. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. After that, the crafty serpent tempted the woman by asking her whether or not what God said was actually true. And the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, and she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Some of us know this story, and some of us don't, or may not. And what happened is that when Adam and Eve sinned, they, what happened is that Adam and Eve sinned when they disobeyed God's command not to eat from that tree. He said they could eat from any tree in the garden, but if they ate from that tree, they would surely die. 
Well, they chose not to obey God. And God, who is holy and perfect, must punish sin. And although they did not die right at the moment Adam ate, because of their disobedience, they would now experience all of the sufferings and miseries of life that would eventually end in a physical death and eternal separation from God. But in an act of merciful grace, as a consequence, the first death was an animal sacrifice that covered their nakedness. Then God banished them from his presence and sent them out from the garden. Now the Bible tells us that every person born since Adam and Eve is born a sinner, that none of us is righteous, none of us seeks after God, and all of us have disobeyed God, and the punishment we deserve for our sin is death. Now, we don't have to wonder why life ends in death. Our worst problem is sin, and our greatest need is to be forgiven of our sins so that we can be back in right standing with or reconciled to God. We all need a savior to pay the punishment that we owe for our sins. Now having said that, here's something to wonder about. As God pronounced the curse of sin, he also gave Adam and Eve the promise of a seed. We sang about that too. Rise the woman's conquering seed. Bruise in us the serpent's head. Adam's likeness now efface. Stamp thine image in its place. Final Adam from above. Reinstate us in thy love. Even though Adam and Eve sin, and even though we're all born in sin, God has provided a way for us to be forgiven. He promised that he would crush the curse of sin and death by sending us a savior to rescue us from our sin. What's even more wonderful is that God kept his promise. He keeps his promises. He did this by coming to earth as a baby born to a virgin. Again, we sang, Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. Late in time, behold him come, offspring of the virgin's womb. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity, pleased with us in flesh to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. What is the wonder of Christmas? The wonder of Christmas is that God kept his promise and sent Jesus Christ to save us from our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting our sins against us. For our sake, he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ's sacrifice for us. Mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. God demonstrated his own love for us, toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So if we're gonna wonder let us wonder at this. Even though we're all born in sin and we're all guilty before God, God, 
the creator and sustainer of all life. God took the extraordinary initiative to reconcile us to himself through Jesus Christ. And because of his perfect sacrifice in our place, like we sang, God and sinners are reconciled. So think once more about how you answered the question. Did any of your thoughts sound like mine or similar? Do you come up with a list of, of Christmas worries and begin diligently planning like I do? Um, when we're worried about impressing others with our presence, it's hard for us to be filled with wonder that Jesus Christ came so that we might have God's presence. And I do hope that you all have a fun and meaningful Christmas celebration this year. Um, but we can begin now to shift the focus off of ourselves and onto the true wonder of Jesus. And the worries of this world will melt away. Because the best gift that we've received is Jesus Christ. The free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus is the true wonder of Christmas.